Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to episode 12 of the Two Pad Stack Podcast. Brought to you in partnership with our friends over at Primetime Productions. Primetime is a sports media site that has a variety of content ranging from sports podcasts to media articles. Um, bunch of stuff out there already. There's New York Giants content. There's uh, NFL content. Uh, there's Patriots content. The MLB stuff getting posted now, too. So every day, primetime's growing. Uh, definitely keep an eye out for what they're doing over there. And, uh, yeah, we'll bring you back to the podcast. Um, are you looking to go to a live event anytime soon? Uh, check out the, the uh, ticket offers over at our friends at SeatGeek. They have an app which rates available tickets on their website on a simple 1 to 10 colored scale to show you if the tickets that you see available are a good deal or not. While you're at it, you can use our code here at the podcast, and that is the code 2PADSTACKPOD. That's the number 2, P-A-D-S-T-A-C-K, POD, to save $20 off your first purchase. Um, So today is a special day. I'm actually recording the day of release. So um, today is Tuesday the 10th, and... There's been uh, a little bit of NHL news yesterday. Um, and then obviously the biggest piece of news is the fact that the NHL is back today. So exciting times. The the bees are dropping the puck for the first time tomorrow night on Wednesday against the Chicago Blackhawks. But I'll be tuning in to watch the NHL schedule tonight because everything has been well organized by the schedule makers for opening night. We can watch um, Tampa Bay host the Nashville Predators right at 530 and I'm really interested to see what that Tampa Bay team looks like this year Um, with Andre Vasilevsky going down for two months. It'll be very interesting to me to see if that I I will not use the term depleted goalie core because it's not like um, outside of Andre. They've had anybody else go down. They're just very thin on goaltending depth. And uh, I was always kind of looking at Tampa and I know a lot of pundits were but I was looking at Tampa as one of those teams that I think really are ripe for a un- underperforming season. And that would open up the door to one of the teams that are knocking uh, in the Atlantic division. And we're talking about uh, the Detroit Red Wings, the Buffalo Sabres, and the Ottawa Senators. So if Tampa can't navigate this two-month period uh, without winning uh, a decent number of games, at least going like 600, um, I can see that them actually being in a bit of a trouble, uh, in a bit of a, a problematic position regarding their ability to make the uh, the postseason. But uh, people were saying the same thing about the Bruins last year, so I suppose I can't cast too much doubt. But if any season was a good season, to take advantage of the lightning i think it's going to be this year um i'm very interested to see how they perform i'm interested to see how the florida panthers perform i think that a lot of the significant hockey media outlets are overvaluing both of those teams i mean i understand and i can respect the fact that the florida panthers went on quite a run and ended up making it into the cup final um but if anything that just goes to say hey you know anybody can go on a run you just have to punch your ticket right so i i'm very intrigued to see 
what goes on with Florida. They're a little bit depleted injury-wise to start the season. Tampa, obviously, you know the story. Plus, Tampa has the strife that we've talked about on the podcast with Stamkos going on behind the scenes. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, Additionally, we've got a lot of people out there that seem to think that this is the year for Toronto, which I feel like I've heard that for the last six seasons and it never happens. Um, Yeah, it's just, it's very interesting and I can't wait to see how it all shakes down tonight. It starts, um, like I said, at 5.30 p.m. Eastern time, the puck will be dropping and uh, we'll have another season underway. The Vegas Golden Knights later tonight are going to be raising their first ever Stanley Cup banner. Um, so that'll be an interesting one to kind of tune into. Uh, other news in the NHL that I think is worth touching on. Um, there was a massive deal for both Mark Shifley and Connor Hellebuck that was announced yesterday. And the Winnipeg Jets have been a team that's been very focused on in regards to speculation. Um, there was a lot of media coverage, specifically by the Canadian media, uh, about several individuals that were not happy with the current situation in Winnipeg and would, I think that the quote was, likely not extend to stay. Um, and then, you know, these are these are high-profile players. These are, you know, Mark Shifley, who's a legitimate number one center and a former Vezina winning goaltender in, in Connor Hellebuck. And these two players, Winnipeg could not afford to let them go for nothing, right? So as a result of that, they've been just subjects of constant speculation. And the Bruins' glaring need at center has not been immune from that you know, matchmaker making a match type scenario. Um, you've heard us talk about Mark Shifley. We're not the only Bruins outlet that's been exhausted of the idea of Mark Shifley. And, and, and for the record, I was never entirely against bringing Mark Shifley to the Bruins, but it, it wouldn't be a perfect slam dunk scenario that a lot of others seem to think it would be. So I think that, you know, with Matty Patra officially making the roster for the Bruins, which is exciting. Um, the lead, the the need for a top six center is lessened. Um, that will obviously change if we get seven or eight games into uh, Matt Patra's time with the, the big club. And maybe he just isn't able to match that level of intensity that he had throughout the preseason. Um, that's going to exacerbate the need for a top six center once again. Um, granted, we have Patrick Brown sitting down there in Providence waiting for if he needs to be used. Geeky's not even playing center. He's going to be playing the wing based on the initial roster. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be interesting. Um, I do think that, that those contracts that were signed for Shifley and, and Hellebuck, like, seven years for each of them eight and a half million for each of them like i guess it's not like it's not too bad of value for a bona fide stud goaltender um 
the term is a lot longer than I would have liked to have gone on Shifley. Like, I think he's going to be like 36 or 37 by the end of that deal. And I guess it's not that bad, especially with the cap projected to continue to go up. But uh, it's it's still a lot, especially like committing to two guys that have publicly been like, eh, I don't really know if I want to be here anymore. Um, that, that's kind of really where I'm at on that. Uh, another big piece of news out of the NHL yesterday. Um, Buffalo Sabres formally announced a long speculated or known about agreement with uh, Rasmus Dahlin. Um, former first overall pick for the Sabres. Took him a little while to kind of come into his own, but I would I would definitely confirm based on the skills of this kid that he's probably a top 15 defenseman in the league right now. And uh, Buffalo's paying him uh, to be that. Uh, he signed a eight-year deal at $11 million per season. It's, it's steep now, but, I mean, they already have Tage Thompson locked up under contract for a, a long time. And uh, they have the cap space to do it, and they want to make sure that they're doing right by their core players. And Rasmus Dahlin is certainly one of their core players. And, uh, yeah, they were able to get him locked down. And, I mean, he's making significantly more than Charlie McAvoy at this rate now, too. So um, makes me glad for the front office here in Boston getting out ahead of what the market values are going to be and getting Charlie McAvoy locked up to a deal that was fair to both him and to the franchise for a long period of time. I mean, Rasmus Dahlin isn't putting up any like Norris level offensive stats yet. This could be his year. It wouldn't surprise me if he was there standing up at the end um, with like an Eric Carlson type stat line. But uh, yeah, right now is not the time for that. He hasn't done it yet, but um a lot of these contract negotiations kind of take into account what your pro scouting staff projects these kids to look like in about three, four years. And Rasmus Dahlin's not a kid, but, you know, the pro scouting staff is still, you know, responsible for taking a wild stab of what that's going to look like. And obviously they foresee him in three seasons or so being someone that brings value even at that $11 million price tag. So it'll be interesting. I think, uh, I think this year is a big test for Buffalo. Um, those two teams that I mentioned earlier, I think are right for falling off Florida and Tampa. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of pundits would say the Bruins are right for falling off. Um, there's opportunity there, but it's not going to just be handed to the Sabres. They're going to have to, actually get in the trenches and and fight for it, which they haven't really done in the last hell since Milan Lucic set that franchise backwards after destroying Ryan Miller in his own zone there. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to see how this season goes. There's a lot of storylines that we're going to have to keep an eye on. Um, Back here in Boston, um, some interesting news coming out yesterday. AJ Greer was placed on waivers. Obviously, he wasn't going to be making the team after we signed Milan Lucic and signed a lot of these other uh, one-year contracts for veteran players. And uh, unfortunately, you know Greer, who really wore his heart on his sleeve, was a uh, you know somebody that showed passion and, and loved being a Boston Bruin. Um, unfortunately, he was claimed by the Calgary Flames. 
on waivers. Um, by all accounts, uh, many folks have said that he had a, a great training camp. Um, I didn't see it firsthand, but uh, you know, people that are far smarter than me did. Um, I saw Ty Anderson coming out saying, "Hey, you know, uh, he worked his ass off in camp and he deserved it." But unfortunately, just with the logjam right now, um, he found himself on the outside looking in. And I mean, that's what waivers is all about, right? If if a team if a team can't make it work, my dogs are making a guest appearance. Um, if a team can't make it work personnel wise. It's uh, it allows other franchises to open up and have an opportunity to pick up these players. So, um, yeah, it's a good luck, AJ. You were a great Bruin. I really enjoyed watching you. Um, you're the type of player that I enjoy watching represent the team that I care a lot about. You have uh, passion for the logo. You have passion for the franchise. Um, yeah, dude, I just I, it'll suck to see you go, but I understand why the. The decision was made, and uh, I'm not against it. I like playing the kids, and uh, I hope that uh, you do well over in Calgary. And I saw other people talking about this too. It's kind of funny, like um, Bruins bring in Milan Lucic for a bottom six, physicality, grinding type role, right? Well, AJ Greer, who has cited many times that he enjoyed watching Milan Lucic and the Bruins and kind of tries to emulate his game a little bit, um, ends up going back to Calgary and taking the spot that Lucic left vacant after coming back to Boston. So it was in a roundabout way, like a one-for-one hockey deal, which is pretty pretty interesting. Um, some other exciting news in Boston. Uh, the kids are all right. Uh, Matty Patra is officially on the opening night roster for Wednesday night, tomorrow night against the Chicago Blackhawks. Um, very exciting there. Uh, he was a second round pick just in 2022, I believe. So um, 19 years old. When's the last time the Bruins had a teenager on the uh, the NHL roster um, on opening night? I, I can't even tell you. It's It's been a long time. Probably Tyler Sagan. Uh, to be honest with you, I'd have to look back and confirm that, but it wouldn't surprise me if it was indeed Tyler Sagan. Um, and then outside of Matty Potter, we have Johnny Beecher, who I've been clamoring for that fourth line center role. Um, as soon as I saw that line put together and a few few other people are talking about it, I was like, yeah, you know, this, this is my fourth line, like on day three of camp. If you can put Lucic, Beecher, and Lauko together, it's the perfect combination of grit, speed. And I know that sounds weird after citing Milan Lucic on a line with speed, but that big guy can still still skate here. I saw him moving very well at training camp, and he's looked good in preseason games as far as uh, I can tell. And uh, pairing up him, who's not so fleet of foot, with Jacob Lauko, who can, you know, put a defender on their heels with a four check. Um, with John Beecher, who's probably one of the strongest skaters on the team. Uh, it's it's a recipe for puck possession and, and really uh, possession success, I believe, um, with getting the puck, keeping the puck, and wearing down the opposition with a really heavy, heavy shift. Um, the big challenge for that line, I think, will be 
staying out of the penalty box. I think Luch can be goaded and doing it uh, into doing something that's maybe something that you shouldn't be doing. Um, Lauko can be susceptible to many minor penalties as well. And Beecher's a rookie. You know, he's still not used to this speed of play at the NHL, and, and he may be exposed a few times. So um, I'm hopeful that they can maintain an elevated level of discipline and not end up in the box every other shift. But uh, I, I guess uh, that's my only really real concern with that fourth line. But but yeah, the kids are all right. Pot, Potter's in. Uh, Beecher's in. Um, it seemed like there was a lot of interest in keeping Mason Lori up on the roster. Um, I mean, hell, he was still with the club up until the 5 p.m. deadline yesterday uh, for submitting opening night rosters. Um, Just at that deadline, he was sent down to Providence. I've heard rumors from many sources at this point now that Don Sweeney was working the phones hard trying to find a trade partner for one of the defensemen that are clogging up that left side. So uh, that would be Derek Forbort or Matty Grizzlick. Um, obviously nothing came of it because both of them are still Bruins today. But uh, it seems like, as Jim Montgomery had said in his interview on TNT, it's a matter of a when, not if, um, that Mason Lorai cracks the NHL lineup this season. Whether that's going to be by injury, call-up, or, uh, or by trade. Um, it seems like the Bruins front office has recognized the fact that Mason Lorai worked hard and had earned a spot here uh, for the Bruins roster. They just couldn't make the logistics work. So it'll be very interesting to see how this thing shakes down. Um, Bruins drop the puck tomorrow, uh, Wednesday, the 11th of October. Um, I personally am super excited. And uh, I hope you all are too. Um, we do have an excellent interview on this episode. Our friend, uh, the show Waba Plays, who's a listener. Um, he's a Twitch streamer on EA NHL. And we are uh, going all into the details on NHL 24. Burge is going to be joining the interview, um, talking a little bit about uh, Waba's favorite mode, uh, Hut. I talk about uh, being a goalie. Uh, in EASHL and, and that multiplayer mode and kind of what we're seeing from the development team over at EA and some of the changes that they've made on how they're communicating. So, yeah, we'll go ahead and bring you over to that interview now and um, we'll catch you uh, right after. All right. And we are live here with uh, a guest interview for this episode. Um, happy to welcome Waba Plays. And we're going to be talking a little bit about NHL 24. Um, Burge is here with me as well as we interview Waba, and we're going to have a little bit of a discussion here. So, how's it going today, Waba? It's good. Thank you for having me. Really enjoying the two pad stack since you folks started. So it's it's cool to be able to talk hockey, even though it's fake hockey. But that's what I'm best at. <laughs> well, we're degenerates, and we like fake hockey just as much as real hockey. I mean, Absolutely. right now we're talking to you while there is allegedly real hockey going on. It's preseason, but it's still real hockey. Um, so yeah, love to have you on. I've I've followed you and your uh, your content for quite a few years now. Um, glad to see you back in the streaming seat. I know you took a little bit of a hiatus, so 
welcome back my friend and uh yeah let's talk some puck um so what is your favorite game mode of the ea nhl series and and why is that right now so i i've always played hut um it's what i got into so i started nhl 15 obviously because bergeron was on the cover and that's legitimately <laughs> what got me involved in this i didn't play <laughs> nhl before i haven't been doing it for years he's only got a little bit of bruins merch <laughs> yeah. including that brand new chair i know that one do you see that uh, NHL 15 back there? That's bigger. Than, so I have a, a signed <laughs> photo of NHL 15 too, but it's not. See, you went with the, the jumbo. I only got, you know. The... I got the poster from GameStop. Their promotional oh. poster. Back when like they finished selling him, I was like, you're going to throw that in the oh, dumpster and that? I'm not going to let you. I'm taking this to my house. After one of my bonuses, my treat yourself gift was I went online. I bought a signed, basically like photo authenticated of NHL nice. 15 with Bergeron because I was like, this is, it's Come important on. for me. Um, so I got into NHL, which is weird because I don't spend money because I'm cheap. Mm -hmm. Love it. (laughs) So, uh, I'm not good at franchise mode though. I do like it. I don't really play be a pro because it's not terrific and Eshel, I'm not good enough. And the people who are good, just verbally bully me. (laughs) I stay away from that. You have to have like really thick skin to play Eshel and I'm just, I'm physically and emotionally soft. So. Uh, hut is my my lane <laughs> that i can stay in oh yeah dude uh the, the, the trick with Eshel is that you don't play with randoms you like literally keep it very limited to the people that you enjoy and the people you can communicate with and and just have a good time but as soon as you open it up and you start playing with other people oh my god the toxicity like the amount of leafs fans i played with today when i was playing with randoms <laughs> and they're all like oh you're a fucking bruins fan you're a piece of shit you're a racist and all this other stuff it was uh it was just wonderful you get um, all those nerds with you know qc in their username underscore qc oh my god no. <laughs> i ended up i played a drop in game and i got on a full qc team that needed a goalie and they're all like uh, je suis uh, Francais, oui, oui. I was like, um, no, I don't do that. They're like, oh, you good goalie, eh? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like the world's worst XQC impression. <laughs> I was like, I can give it a go, man. Like, but they were all having a good time. They were like throwing their best English accent at me and trying to make English words happen. And you could tell, like, they just didn't speak English whatsoever, like a lick, but they were just having a wonderful time. And I was really surprised. Like, I saw, like, the full QC team, and I was like, oh, dude, we're going to steamroll. We are going <laughs> to kick some ass. And then they just got their shit pushed in. And, like, I was like, I'm getting under siege. Like, I'm back here. And when I put up, like, a 700 save percentage in Eshel as a goalie, like, that's a good day for me. Like, it is difficult to get a good save percentage in, in NHL series games. And I had like 30 shots on goal on me in the first two periods. I was like, I can't do this, dude. <laughs> yeah, because the, the, they'll just play, you know, forward. You know, even the defenders, right. they just play up. like yeah, in, five forwards. <laughs> no back checking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Classic QC players. It's like playing men's league. It's like playing men's league <laughs> hockey. Same thing. No back checkers. Magoli in men's league. So I feel that every week that I play, it's like the same thing. Oh, so yeah. so Burge gets angry at being a goalie in men's league, and so he takes it out on everyone else by being a fucking goon in EASHL in the mm-hmm. wing. Refuses to play center, will never win a face-off or I try to take a face-off off to save his life. You won't even try to learn. Nope. You don't nope. try. No, you're just writing your... Nope. I am the Milan Lucic knuckle-dragging piece of shit power forward. <laughs> Love it. Love I've it. We need better. more of that. 
I've gotten better. I've gotten he's, better. I've gotten a lot better. So he's in, celebrating the centennial season correctly. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Tank fight win glory. That's it. Sell so merch. You should hear the fans in the stands. <laughs> Boosh. <laughs> I mean, I can't fight though, so that I gotta. Oh well, gotta then, you you I get my ass kicked. I get my ass kicked with that too. I'll fight if they tell me to fight, but otherwise, I won't even do it. I won't even engage it because I. He gets punched lose. like twice and falls over, just slouches <laughs> to the ice. Just get clocked right in the chin. Down I go. <laughs> oh my god! So, so <laughs> we got a little sidetracked there, but <laughs> so we're talking, we're talking hut here. Um, and you were, you, you said you're cheap and you don't spend money on it. Mm-hmm. So, how do you manage to assemble a lineup that's relatively competitive compared to some of these? I'm gonna load up my EA account with five hundred dollars and rip through packs, kids. Yeah, I saw someone actually had like uh, I was watching sleep stream. They have um, Lemieux. To get Lemieux, there's so much stuff you have to do this year. I'm like baffled. But last year, actually, so team of the year is the the best kind of player. They upgrade automatically with the best version of the card out, and you have to like dump a lot of resources in there. So like trading like your normal common golds and rares of different overalls into like collectibles. It's very like digital currency related, but like. So I'm very good at managing my resources in that. I'm good at like working the market. I've watched a lot of people that do that, like UG Dynasty. And I was able to build all five NHL um, non-goalies. So I did that. And then I had two of the women's. So I was able to build seven on a free-to-play team. And it's just about not being like dense about your resources. A lot of times what people do is they're like, oh, I'm just going to trade this in for something dumb. Or I'm going to build these early cards early on. Like, no. You don't have to save them all, but just be like smart with it. And I also play a lot. Like I do the things to get the rewards and things like that. And I typically, you know, I'm not the best player. You know, I'm not going to say I'm like amazing. I'm not, you know, Eki Grant. I'm not going to win GWC. But like you put me against like, you know, average Joe and I'm going to win. So I can get to a decent division and get to a decent rank. And you know, again, it, it, part of it's about being good at the game, which not everybody is, but also part of it's resource management. You just have to be like smart at that side. And I'm not saying of people who don't, but like it all depends on what your goal is, what your aim is. Do you want to be good now or do you want to kind of, you know, tank a little bit like we see plenty of teams do. And then in a month or so, you're going to be able to get a little beefier. Yeah, I mean, so if- I- I was Go just going to say, I, I have experience playing Mutt with Madden. That So it's the same concept of, you know, you know, football. But I had the same thing. Like I had friends that would go in early on in the game and just start spending all their resources, their coins, everything on those early base edition like cards. It's like, no, you got to wait until they start dropping, dropping the good stuff. And, you know, that's why I was able to, you know, do pretty well. Obviously, I'm not not wasn't great at it, but it's kind of the same thing. Like, don't don't blow your resources and you can save money. I, I was an idiot. I did spend some money into the game, so I have wasted some money. But, you know not gonna do it again (laughs) yeah so so you you mentioned something about uh was it rgc or something like that so for those that aren't familiar with nhl 24 or the hut model can you explain a little bit about that so for gwc that's the that's like the tournament no problem so what happened this year it's actually really new before the game came out they actually said when the big tournament was gonna be now this is a money tournament um this year the format is they're very clear with it the communication this year has been great there's a brand new team on the game and like it kind of shows so last year before nhl like we didn't know what was going on there were some videos that dropped and it was like okay cool 
Yeah. But this year they had like interviews, they had like scheduled, they had some of the content creators involved in the game changer program into it. And it was like really neat to see that, um, you know, creators I've looked at, you know, look um, up to for a while. And they announced that before. That's a very Madden move to say, hey, by the way, registrations in December. Yeah. January's the qualifying. And oh, by the way, this individual team tournaments that we did. So last year, what happened was they had like three different type of tur- I don't even know, which is messed up because I like I I do this. But like, OK, you could play like the <laughs> Devils tournament. If you qualify for there, you get like a you get automatically into the big one. And I'm like, what are you doing? I'm like, what? Do, I have a kid. Yeah. Like, I can't do this. It's so like, like, I don't have time to play like 20 games in three days. Like, it, it's like they're digging. All- I recognize that not everybody who plays a game is like a boomer like me, but like straight up, I'm like, this is like age prohibitive. Like, I'm in a point in my life, I can't like play 30 tournaments on Saturday. I gotta like go to soccer. Like, right. I, I'm yep, sorry, yep. <laughs> but the, so like, I didn't even know what the format was last year, which is weird because I pay attention. But this year, it's a, you know, there's a lot of money at stake. You know, people get flown to, like, the All-Star game, like, to play the games, like, live. It's actually really cool. And um, Gary Bettman was actually, like, there last time <laughs> and actually made a compliment about some of the people who were, like, involved, like, the creators. And it was, like, really – it's cool. The NFL's – NHL is definitely getting a little more integrated with this tournament. Um, yeah. And it's really – I've seen a see. lot of NHL clubs, like, making official, like, esports – branches i mean the ones that come out to mind and, and once again i haven't been paying attention to this because I'm, I'm more on the Eshel side i don't really care for the hot stuff i wish like there was more competitive uh scene like officially sanctioned Eshel stuff but um you know i've seen like the florida panthers one the devils one devils the san jose sharks is yep. huge um but yeah i mean it's it's really awesome to see it the islanders have a very strong one um i forget his name it's like i think it's like aaron zone Necky or something but he basically went on to like think he's working for like a washington basketball team now he's so mm. smart at esports like they have like a room like at this like the arena that is like the nhl like video game room and it's like <laughs> set up kind of like a locker room with like tvs like teams are looking into it i wish the bruins would right i like why well, I aren't was, you i was thinking that they would especially when the jacobs got that like stake in that esports team I, I don't even remember whatever it, they sold like their stuff in the pro shop for like a season. It was like Stinger Esports or something, and then they got affiliated with the Boston Uprising and Overwatch. Oh, that's and, um Oxygen and, Gaming. Yeah, they're yeah very so, big. I don't know what the hell happened there. Um, but yeah, the crafts are now, working. Apparently. The crafts are working with them now on Overwatch. Like they they that's do their crazy. practices down at like like that's a big deal. Like. I'm not going to get into Overwatch esports because, like, half you know, your audience is going to be like, what, "What is this?" But like, the, the the group that's doing it is very good, mm-hmm. and they have such a presence. And the fact that like other every other sport around here should be looking at them and getting involved with them because they already have the structure to set it up. And like people like in this area like are hungry for hockey, and this is like the perfect because yeah. you have people like me. They're not going to play real hockey. Like if I get hit with a puck, I'm I'm dead. <laughs> like I'm, 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 I'm not gonna get up, and that's like you're you know, not giving yourself enough credit. You're never too old to start playing hockey. For the record, for the audience, I think if you got out there with Burge and I, we could teach you a few things, and you yeah. can get out there and move a puck around. But I, I, I understand. Can't skate. I can't skate. It's cold. I would complain. Like it's... you sound like my oldest daughter right now. <laughs> you could shoot pucks at my head for fun, and that that'll be worth it right there. You'd have to lift the puck off the ice, bird. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can do it. You can gonna, do it. Just give me a flat stick, like the you know, 
like the old. That's what days. my six-year-old is using. They're like, "Are you a righty or a lefty?" And she's never played before, <laughs> and she's like, "I yeah. don't know." They're like, "All right, we're just gonna give you a flat blade." And I was like, "Yeah, like the fifties. Let's go." <laughs> I just think it'd be cool for like folks who like aren't gonna play like real hockey who like this stuff, whether it's sixes, you know, because teams are making sixes, teams are like getting involved with hut. Like it just be it would be cool if the Bruins did something. I think that there's obviously I, I think a fan so base too. here. I think it would be awesome, and uh, maybe I'll write a letter. I've I've emailed Don Sweeney before, and he's emailed me back. So I'll uh, I'll go ahead and reach out and get a contact. I'm boys with Donnie. Oh, <laughs> I've tried to reach out because I'm like I'll I will give you free labor to do. Like I will do this. Like you know, there's yeah. plenty of like smart people in like the Bruins hockey community who do this stuff. It's like Absolutely. you don't have to do anything. Like all you have to do is just give them a throw budget. your logo on it just give us permission to throw your logo on it and be your advocates and mm-hmm. people will come flocking to it I, yeah. I feel like it'd be a gold mine i feel like it'd be a gold mine for these franchises a black like, and gold mine if you there you go there you it's go. like just don't use gamer words when you're like representing us and like <laughs> that's it like how i don't know what the restrictions need to be but <laughs> um so i, I want to pivot back to something you said earlier Waba, and i think it, it makes a lot of sense and and i saw it myself and that it, it's very obvious that there is a new crew in charge of the, the the game development, and and that was incredibly obvious to me when they sat down and they said, "Hey guys, here's what we're doing for NHL 24, and this is what we're looking at, and here are the things that we know the community has been asking for for five years, and here is our stance on them." Previously, the I don't want to was like a word the administration whatever the the team that was managing the development of NHL they just kind of ignored that they never even touched on this stuff like people had to yell about PC uh, they had to yell about GM connected they had to yell about thirteen other things this team just came out and they said we know you want it here's what we're doing about it right now here's when it's coming or we're eventually going to get to it and and I think that that communication that they showed. It is so appreciated just because it's something we haven't seen before. Yeah. And especially when it comes to like the game, like they're very open with things. Like they took feedback from like the beta or whatever it was, a technical test, which people weren't supposed to talk about, but they did, whatever. But like they said, like, okay, you had complaints about the glass breaking too much. You had complaints about the pressure, like, you know, different stats like changing, like, then like, here's what we did to address it. Like it was very cool to say, here was the feedback, here's a solution. And even now, like one of the big, I feel like one of the things they fumbled on. So I played with hybrid. I'm not probably not going to go back, but too. It, they just said hybrid's you not in the game. Me. And I was like, for two, oh, two reasons. One, you have people that just aren't good at games. And frankly, I'm not good at the good controls. I'm getting good at the new ones and mm-hmm. I'm not going to switch back. But like you have people that just, it's easier for them. For me, it was easier. I have the fancy new control with the back button. So I don't need that anymore, but. You know, I, you know, not everyone has that solution, but also too, from an accessibility standpoint, I feel like EA games have always been poor in terms of accessibility. And I've talked with people about that, like people, you know, not just people who have, um, you know, physical uh, limitations, but also like the settings. Like I've uh, talked with someone who's, uh, you know, blind, um, you know, legally yeah, blind. And absolutely. he's like, I can't see the puck sometimes. And they're just accessibility settings are poor. And so for them to say, hey, we're taking out the easiest control schemes. 94 and that and good luck the fact that they backpedaled okay fine that's good it's not gonna be out till the end of october after launch but it was just very surprising from like they had done so many things good up until that point i feel like that was like a big drop that like alienated a whole portion and i don't think they anticipated it and i was surprised they did it 
see i like that i like that perspective here and i'm guilty of absolutely shitting on people that use hybrid or nhl 94 <laughs> controls because i'm traditionally in a competitive environment mm -hmm. you know if i'm playing eashl i need people to have the most control that they can have to make sure that they can protect the buck from all the qcs on the other side you know it's like if you're running around with nhl 94 or hybrid controls and i see you just getting over the blue line if i'm on the far side and looking for a rebound i need you to not shoot it at his head you can't choose where you're shooting it with those versions of the controls really you, that's why you need to have skill stick so i um i i hear you and and like it's funny because my reaction when they were like oh we're getting rid of hybrid controls i was like yes these people need to learn how to <laughs> yeah. actually like, use a skill stick but like i wonder if like we could make this like a uh a, 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 almost like a, a solution that is made in a different way like offline modes use whatever control mode you want but if you're going to be playing in a competitive scenario like an eshel you need to use total control or the skill stick i wonder if that's maybe something and once again probably too restrictive yeah not accessible enough but um it's it's just you can't actually compete until you have that additional level of control yeah and i again i played hybrid i was very loyal to it i tried to learn skill stick for years and i couldn't do it and since i didn't have an option i've been off work like i've just been playing uh total control and i like it i have more control one of my biggest complaints is i try to pass to one person and goes to someone else okay well now it's on me i click a button i love it's that great. passing it's excellent but yeah again it's just it's i feel like it's very restrictive for people who you know may actually you know physically need it and people who are just comfortable yeah. with it that's that's so crazy to me i've never seen a game series just do that and force you into their thing and i think it definitely like i think they're kind of paying for it because i wonder if it's going to impact sales at least at launch because people saw that and said why would i play this when i don't want to i don't have time to learn a new thing you know See, i was fortunate i took you know a few you know i'm off work for a bit because i got you know big vacations but like I had basically time to practice offline. People don't have that. Like they've got jobs, they've got kids, they've got responsibilities. Like yeah. mm -hmm. I can't learn a new control scheme. And if you're going to force that on a person, they're going to say, you know what? I'm going to go play something else. Yeah. I totally get that. And that's how I kind of feel about the new total control. Um, I mean, that's, that's basically skill stick with accessibility for the fancy deeks added mm -hmm. and stuff. And I, I really, really can't stand the Michigan being tied to uh, the button me either oh. <laughs> like i i played probably about 10 games today on club and i had five michigan attempted like where they literally picked up the puck and got it all the way around the net on me i got scored on three times out of the five <laughs> i never i played a lot of 23 i never saw it even attempted i know it's possible but it was hard and you know, you look at how many NHL games are played in a year, right? <laughs> Actual NHL games in real life. How many fucking Michigans do you see in real life? <laughs> two, so maybe? Funny. Was it two or three? I mean, you got you got Zegers flipping it over the net. That doesn't even count. No. Nope. But I'm I'm throwing that in the three. But I played ten games and it happened five <laughs> fucking times. Sounds like a sounds like a skill issue, dude. <laughs> I saw one video today where they grabbed the worst oh. skater on the Arizona, literally the worst skater in the entire NHL, and he fucking hit the Michigan on the first try. Dude, oh. I hit I hit two of them with Dowdy during his challenge. 
What it the felt, fuck? Dude? It felt so good. It's so stupid, but it felt it. I'm telling you, I could. I tried hitting the Michigan. I was in hours in the lab in practice. I couldn't do it. And when I hit that first one, man, it was stupid. It was with Dowdy. <laughs> but I'm like, man, that felt good. You know what? We take these. I cannot imagine being a goalie. That has got to be so frustrating because it's like I'm in position. My team's in position. And this bozo behind me decided to <laughs> throw it on his stick and lacrosse it in. It's so dumb. And it's well, the five times a game. I saw one, though. And, and it was like he grabbed it. He didn't even start it behind the net. He started it to the right of the net. And he picks it up. And he just puts his stick around my body. And I could eat like if I'm in net, I could easily just like punch it with my glove. I could like smack his stick. That's what I would do. Yep. Literally, I'm a goalie. I would hit his fucking stick with my glove. But no, my EA goalie's like and he just watches it go right around that glove. He doesn't do anything. Oh my god. I, I love was, it. I was ready to yeet my controller across the room. I probably just... would have. It's so bananas. And like the fact that it's like, okay, you can do behind the legs and stuff. It's like, I'm telling you, I won't won't say I like the controls, but I I think it's so much fun when it it works, at least from a skater. I will say the first time I saw my team score one while I was in net, I was like, let's go. (laughs) See, if you're on the right side of it, it's fun. If you're not, it's, you know, it's, it's the game's fault. But if you're on the right side, yeah, you, you won. Yeah, if I'm inconvenienced, I don't like it. If I if I benefit from it, big fan. Yeah, love it. Doesn't fit my narrative. Don't want it. Take that one to the bank, EA. So, uh, I I want to I want to mention. Um, I I know that you had had mentioned how EA got feedback from the technical test that we're not supposed to talk about, but we did anyway. Um, I didn't, for the record. Yeah, exactly. I did not until they said I did not do it. Um. But then they came out and they're like, hey, we hear you and we're going to make these changes, which is great. I love that. I'm glad you're going to take away the shitty tethering system, which I'm going to rant about in about 20 minutes or 15 minutes. I'm glad that you're, you know, adding hybrid controls back for those that need it. But why isn't it going to be available at launch? Why do I have to wait until the end of October for these things? Like... That's surprising, and I'm sure they have a roadmap, and I'm assuming the roadmap doesn't take into account any recent feedback because I don't think it can. So they have things that they've already prioritized, and this isn't, I don't have any insider information. This is just from like a like high-level project management standpoint, like fitting that stuff in unless it's game-breaking, which they are releasing a patch tomorrow morning to fix things that are breaking the game. Like I go to this menu and I do this thing and it sends me back to the main menu. Like they're addressing things that like are stopping yeah. people from playing anything else. I think it's good. They're giving us like the window, like launch month window. But at the same time, like, I don't know. I, I recognize the challenge, not just with that, but with everything they've addressed and the things they haven't been able to address. And I feel like the team is, did a lot with what they could. I'm actually very surprised to see October because the last big change they had, which was last year, which was crossplay, but it wasn't crossplay. Like it was a lie. In my opinion, it was vanilla that wasn't until yeah, exactly. It was like, oh, we're going to do it. I don't know. Holiday season, which you know, who knows? So I'm glad they're actually giving a date, a window. That's, you know, we take these wins. I have to say, though, I, I've I've played crossplay, um, the true crossplay in 24. Mm-hmm. And I have to commend EA. The, um, the menu system is intuitive. It makes sense. It's easy to find my friends. 
Um, and the fact that now I can play with all of my friends on the same console generation um, with a party chat built in, it's fantastic. I love it a lot. Now, there's some quality of life improvements, I think, that could be made, um, such as, you know, when I am in a lobby, like in an Xbox party chat, you know, a indicator will pop on my screen and tell me who's talking. Um, I will know and I'll be able to recognize these voices to their gamer tags or their usernames with the current game chat or party chat in the EA um, online parties. There's no way of me doing that. So right now, a lot of people I've seen as I'm trying to play like pickup groups, they are still preferring their console party chat environments. And we're still not seeing that level of collaboration that we potentially could just because it's lacking some functionality. But that's sour grapes for me. The fact that we can still actually play and I'm able mm-hmm. to get, you know, twice the amount of club opportunities to even play. Um, it's it's so much. It's 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 so fantastic. It's so fun. And, and I can't say enough great things. Um, thank you for bringing crossplay to, to NHL 24. It, it is fantastic. So way to go. Yeah. True crossplay. There's actually a way to do it last year. That was a workaround. That Terry, I'm, I'm dropping names of streamers and creators like people know them, but just know there's someone who I want to give credit. Like he was like, okay, well, if you add this person from this thing, and then you go back a menu, and then you do this, and then you do that, like it's like okay, you can end up with someone on Xbox. It was like, it was in the game, but he just had to like go through like you know the the, the backdoor route to do it. It was unreal. Uh, that last year, what they actually considered crossplay, um, and the functionality wasn't that great. But I think we suffered in 23. For what we have in 24 even though there's still you know and it doesn't feel like a second gap year much like the actual bruins we can live with one bad year get ready <laughs> but two bad years in a row that's when you have to start explaining and thankfully i don't think we're having a second rough year in a row i'm, I'm more optimistic now than what i have ever been in the last like 10 years for for the future of nhl and i think that's saying something Burge, what have you seen in your your first kind of impressions here of NHL 24? Anything jumping out at you, my friend? The, the pressure system. I got my experience with that last night when we were playing in club, and especially like when we were on the penalty kill and not having a regen. You know, when when you have the full pressure up, I, I actually kind of like it. it. It seems like it brings a little bit of realism to it because, like, you're out there on a penalty kill, you're not going to be able to get. You're going to be gassed the whole time when you're out there. So I I, I do like it. Um, trying to figure out how it how it actually works is it when you dump it out of the blue out of your zone completely does it start regening at that point or does it have to like get into the opponent's zone if they have full pressure on you will not regen until that full pressure is off and then when it's out of your zone and you don't have full pressure on you you will regen but they will continue to build that that exhaustion meter mm-hmm. it, when they're cycling it around. Or I think that, I think they mentioned there were specific plays like hits or mm-hmm. like stuff yeah. like that. that will shots, impact it. Like big shots. That, that, that kind of thing I think is great, great for the game. Cause I, I think it, like I said, it brings a, it brings a level of realism to, to it. And especially when we're playing in our club games where we're being super competitive, I, I really like that, that, that realism factor. It feels good to be rewarded for like a really good shift. Like where exactly. you are just, you're not getting on the board, unfortunately. Maybe the goalie's making a few awesome saves, but you are working the puck around. You're playing actual hockey, not just arcade hockey. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's good to see that there there's attention being paid to that. And I really, I, I commend EA for that. 
What I don't like is the fact that when I played threes, there are people abusing this already and they are just gaining the blue line. And obviously your defense or your defensive players are going to retreat form a triangle to defend the net. And this one player, especially if it's one forward and a goalie, he's just going to dance around on the Mm -hmm. blue line and the game thinks, Oh wow. He's got a lot of pressure going. This guy's cooking. Mm -hmm. I'm going to mark down their exhaustion. And like we, it's almost like a, a miniature version of ragging the puck. Mm-hmm. And they're abusing the mechanic. So I don't, I'm sure that EA is aware of this and they're going to see that. But I've seen this already in the short amount of time. Hell, it's only been, um, you know, 20, 30 hours. Exactly. Yeah. Been out. So, um, but yeah, I've seen that already and that's going to be an issue. How, how do you guys feel about the hitting? I struggled with it in the beginning again because Same. I used to use circle. But actually, so it's the right stick is like you get to tap them. But then if you hit circle at the right time, you truck them. And I hit somebody into the bench. I got a trophy. (laughs) And it's just, it feels so good. I hit someone too, and like their head hit the glass and the glass shattered. They had to stop play. Like it it feels much better. And also too, the size of the players always has mattered, Mm -hmm. but never as much as it does this year. Because in the past, the hit detection was so wonky. People would just bump off people you would knock yeah. someone over and they would get up and still maintain the puck it feels mm-hmm. like when you hit someone they're out of the play and it affects their uh, exhaustion meter which that's brand new and you know you get to see it you know actually on the screen not just like an aggregate of a bar you know when you're trying to change uh, change lines absolutely yeah i feel like i gotta get used to it it's definitely a big change and obviously like a said i'm a bit of a goon out there so if i swing and i miss <laughs> i'll end up in the penalty box so uh, i really kind of get used to it I, I think i took two penalties last night when we were playing in the single yeah. game so yeah that, definitely something I gotta adjust that, to. that's yeah. low yeah that's good. like i said i've been getting better i've been getting better hey, pims are a good stat don't worry you'll be it's, you'll uh, the top. it's usually the it's highlight kinda... when we start our games it's like you have to kind of do the so once again skill stick controls is what i'm familiar with so the new hits are like, it's not a single button. You know, usually you just held up on the right thumbstick mm-hmm. to make that contact. Now you have to kind of do like the same motion as a slap shot. Like you go backwards exactly. to brace yourself and then you push yourself through mm-hmm. to make the body contact. And I really kind of like that because it gives you that that additional feeling of control of your player. Same thing, same thing when they first introduced the skill stick where I was like, holy shit, I like feel like I'm actually moving the stick with the skill stick. Like, I could go out on the ice surface and like deke the shit out of somebody right now. Um, like I really like that. However, I think there is the the whole reverse hit thing that's in there now. I feel like it's not taking physics into account enough. There are some really small players that can use the reverse hit functionality against somebody that's using truculence or has truculence as an X factor ability. And this really small player will come out on top. And that's mm-hmm. just weird to me. Like, the physics doesn't add up there, and I think they're probably going to need to do a little tuning on the on the reverse hit functionality. But I love the reverse hit as a concept because in the last two games, the hit meta has has become just. I mean, there's a reason why leagues like LG and stuff like that have made those perks or X factors or whatever you want to call them illegal. Like they were just game breaking. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm I'm very optimistic. I love the functionality, but it definitely needs some tweaking. And to what you said before about like you feel like you have more control, I feel like that's like the theme, even though their new controls are called total control. So fun pun. But like some of the big complaints I had from last year, 
Um, I, I, when I wanted to pass to someone, it felt like it always went to the wrong person, screwed me up. That's mm-hmm. not an excuse. Now it's a, a skill issue. Um, also, too, the the some of the goals that were like cheese, like the glitch wrap. So what happened last year is when you would go around the back of the net, you could actually go across the front of the goalie and no one was there to defend unless you were able to make it there in time. Barely happened. Or you could actually quick wrap it and get it right on the short side. So those were two that like, I felt like when those happen, I'm like, what can I do? I'm tied up. Like, I can't do anything about it. Now, when you go behind the net, they have defenders that go right to the post. It actually makes it more challenging to do it, even against the AI. And that, to me, it's like, it's so, I don't know. It just, it takes away some of those cheap goals. It's going to happen sometimes, but it's not going to be automatic. And the other few things I noticed was, um, so ragging the puck, it's like when you basically just keep the puck behind the net and like basically you could be better than the other person, but like they're just letting time run out. And because mm-hmm. I suck at defense, I can't do anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what you know, what am I going to do? So last year they gave you a penalty in terms of uh, slowness. Now you actually get a delay of game. Love it. And Love it's it. like they heard like one of the biggest things is like you have these, you know, children. Sorry, not. But you know what I mean? These these <laughs> losers basically like ruining the game like that. And it's excellent, and I'm glad they did it. And it's, you know, again, another thing that makes me feel like I have control of the game because now I'm not at the whim of, you know, Billy Bungus over there in Quebec, you know, sitting behind his net. <laughs> I love it. On his yeah, McDonald's no, I, Wi-Fi. <laughs> I know, dude. I, it, it's great that they put that in because there's, it's so frustrating when there's, like, a full period left and somebody has a three-goal lead and they start ragging the puck. Mm-hmm. And they will not get out from behind their own net until somebody flushes them out. And, and I understand like that's a portion of hockey, but you know, damn well, if an NHL or even hell, a youth hockey ref saw that happening, the ref would skate down there and be like, move it. Let's keep this thing going. And they will literally call a delay of game penalty if they just sat there. So I love it. It's realistic. People can't complain about that. Um, it, it, it's good and it was a problem in the game so well done by the ea uh, ea team one thing term- I- oh sorry no you're good go ahead i'll, I'll in- jump in on there sure and in terms of other things about feedback was like when you do like an offline challenge too this is more like a quality of life which was what a lot of these changes i found are you would like do a challenge and like do certain things like hit you know get 20 hits or like block five shots which nobody knew when the hell they blocked a shot because they were- now they put a counter whenever it happened i know peza talked about that and made a video on it but also, too, when you finish yep. the challenges, instead of just sitting around and, like, waiting, you know, killing time, it says, hey, do you want to, like, exit the game? Like, it's like, oh, wow, you value my time. Great. Yes, I do. I want to get out of this thing. I'm bored. So, you know, a lot of lot of quality of life adjustments. So. I love it, dude. And, and one of those things that, you know, I think that they implemented for accessibility, too. I mean, let's be honest. The goalie position in, in EA has been very difficult to play. Um, mm-hmm. everyone tried being a be a pro goalie because it sounds like a lot of fun, and then you get in there and you can't do anything. You get torched by these AI forwards and be a pro, and you end up playing like three games in the Memorial Cup tournament, and then you quit because it's such a bad experience. You're lucky if you even get drafted. So <laughs> EA sees the barrier of entry to this, and they say, "Hey, you know, we hear you. It's very hard to get back in position." That's why we've implemented a tethering system that'll bring you back into the center of the net. 
now for a lot of people that are first trying goalie. I can see why that's beneficial. However, what it has done, it has alienated all the people that have actually played goalie in the last four or five seasons. And now I have to literally fight like this artificial source of gravity in the center of my crease every time I want to cut down the angle or challenge a shooter. And I have to actively move my movement thumbstick to keep myself in one direction Mm -hmm. instead of just being able to get on my angle and stay there. I have to keep my thumbstick extended to stay in, in on the angle and I've gotten used to it and I'm making it work. In fact, I had a, I had a few LG people that were like, yo, you got to play LG because you actually know what the hell you're doing in net today, but it's not, (laughs) it's not intuitive um, for people that have already played. And, and I think that, I can once again I commend EA for hearing these like current goalies saying hey we friggin hate this like get rid of this and I'm glad that they're keeping tethering for new users that are wanting to try goalie I think it'll help them but I'm glad that they're adding it as a toggleable ability but the overwhelming reaction from the people that I was talking to today is that the tethering is like no bueno I'm also shocked that it's not an option to be toggled to begin with. I'm very much a proponent of like more choice is better. So if you implement a new change and it's not game breaking to have it on or off, why not give people that option? I get Mm -hmm. that your vision is for things to be this way, but if someone doesn't want that and it's hampering their game experience and frankly, it's not giving them an advantage and God forbid it impacts an offline mode. Like that literally doesn't matter. Like why not give people that option? And they did this with a few things. And the only reason I can think of is like, so if you have a new team working on a game, obviously regime change, they're going to put their own things in. Mm-hmm. Like that might be one of the things is they're trying to put their new stamp on it. But then maybe account for how comfortable people have gotten. You have to like phase out that old stuff first. You know, maybe have like an in-between or like an option. That's the only thing, you know, I can think of. But I just feel like if it doesn't hurt anyone's experience, why can't you turn it off? Like when I play franchise, I can turn injuries off. It doesn't impact the game at all. Like right. that, you, I can do that, which is super unrealistic. Why can't I choose to have, use a new game mechanic or not? Yeah, and I think you're right. I think it's, I think it's them wanting to say, "Hey, this is my game. I made changes. Look how we've evolved." I mean, because if you go back to NHL 15, you know, <laughs> everyone had skill stick. You know, I mean, I guess there was technically both controls. Or you go back even further. You know, NHL 08, 09, graphics overall. You didn't get the chance to opt into the old graphics. This is the new NHL. So I think it is them wanting to leave their their fingerprints on it. But when you have such a dedicated community, it's it's probably the smallest community in EA games, right? Um, the people that are still going out and buying your game each year to essentially just say, honestly like this is my game not yours like fuck you this is what i want to do it's kind of insulting so i i I wholeheartedly wholeheartedly agree with you i think that they need to add that you know toggleable ability at least until the community has accepted something as superior because as soon as the meta is established everyone rushes to it anyway yeah Mm -hmm. and like with hybrid like i'm hardcore hybrid person like people were shocked like new people who'd come into my stream and I would like win and do something cool. And I'd be like, yeah, I'm a hybrid player. And I, <laughs> they're like, what? Like, excuse me. And I'm like, yeah, I also use dynamic medium, uh, like our camera angle. And they're like, this is nonsense. But like when I tried total control, I'm like, this is it. This is the way like they didn't have to 
remove well i mean them removing it did that but if i would have tried it anyway and i probably would have fallen in love with it and like you know again like let me try the new thing let me see that it's better and then let me make that decision for myself yeah. don't take the decision away from me especially you know it's a game like that's the thing like it should be fun like don't take the fun part away from me especially exactly. if you have an offline player like why are you dictating to them what controls they can and can't use like that makes no sense don't tell me what i would prefer let <laughs> me make that conclusion. exactly exactly yeah. yeah i agreed um all right so i just wanted to i know we're very early on in 24 burge has like two hours of gameplay while they have a little <laughs> bit more i have a little bit more um before we wrap this up i just want to kind of hand things over to both of you and just kind of see what your thoughts are for the current state of EA NHL and how you feel uh, about the the future of the franchise. No, I mean for me, I I'm very happy with you know the two hours that I've played. I like like I said, I like the pressure system. Like it can be too finely tuned to that. Um, I got to get used to hitting so I don't end up in the penalty box five times a game. Um, in the future, though, I'm 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 one of those guys that would be all over the GM connected again. So the fact that they they started talking about that um, as something that they're working towards has got my ears perked up, and I'll be looking for updates for that in the next couple of years. Being like, hey, bring that back. I I do that kind of stuff with with Madden, so mm-hmm. I would love to do that with 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 a hockey franchise. For me, for for Hut, my biggest concern. So I spent the past two days um doing the x factor offline challenges and stuff like that the moments there are some i really like there are some i did not have fun with it took me like two hours to do the Cairo one um i had like I, it, people stuck with me way too long watching me basically <laughs> restart it was so infuriating i'm like i don't get bent about this game i'm like yeah you've broken me is this what you wanted um but i finally did it all for a dylan larkin x factor but you know so it goes my fear is that they implemented a bunch of a lot of good things like I like, you know, we talked about the controls. We talked about the, you know, quality of life. Some of the things to make me puck ragging, you know, all that stuff. They addressed a lot of things like that, but I'm I'm fearful that they didn't address everything. And obviously, you can't. You have to prioritize. And I think they've done a good job so far. But again, my fear is once you finish that offline content and hut, because you can almost be done. I am almost done. Um, and again, wow. I've played a lot more. Because, again, I've had two days off. I'm literally doing nothing because, you know, why not? Um, but when that's done, are we going to fall into the same, you play Rivals all week, then you play Hot Champs on the weekend, and then you play some Hot Rush, which isn't fun, and then you play Squad Battles, which is not fun. Like, is are we just going to hit the same loop? Because there's no indication of anything different. They took away competitive season, which makes no sense, because you took away a game mode that people liked in favor of nothing. They didn't or maybe hut rush which makes mm-hmm. no sense so my, my fear is once all this new stuff with the moments is done and they're going to add more moments i'm assuming is it the same gameplay loop and that's what we need to wait and see i can't say yes i can't say no i'm hopeful because i actually really like what this team has done i just hope we don't fall into that same thing because people are going to lose interest a lot of people are going to lose interest i'm i lost interest pretty early last year uh, I came back to build a Lucic card. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're gonna give Lucic a cup on a card. I'm gonna make it, but like that's it. So you know, I'm 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 optim. I will say I'm optimistic, and if that's the kind of what it falls into, I will say I will be satisfied. But you know, excited for the future. I can't say that yet, but you know, it's still again. I'm enjoying the game. I'm happy with it. I'm happier than I was at launch last year, and I'm looking forward to uh, seeing what they do. 
That's great. Yeah. So, I mean, from my perspective here, I, I believe that due to the team change on the development side, I am much more optimistic than I have been. I think I, I can't even say that I have been. I wasn't optimistic for the last four, five, six seasons. I am optimistic now. I'm cautiously optimistic. And I believe that we're on the right track. I really enjoy the fact that we've had core gameplay changes and improvements, such as the exhaust exhaustion system. Um, historically, it's only been like little tiny things that just impact one mode here or there, or here's a winter classic mode, or mm -hmm. here's a we're going to advertise this um, battle royale mode that I'm going to use twice and never look at again. <laughs> like these, these weren't core gameplay updates. These were just like little side things that people don't really touch anymore. So I, I really like the fact that they saw that there were issues with the core gameplay and they made adjustments to it. And and the fact that they were willing to do that was far cry different from anything that I've seen in the last five years. And I really, really like that. And if the communication can continue, not just before the new game's coming, keep the communication coming. I want this game to be almost treated like a game as a service mm -hmm. because that's really what it is. Yep. I pay you 70 bucks a year. Hell, I paid you like 90 this year for fun. <laughs> but I pay you a lot of money a year to, to keep this game going. Keep informing me. I mean, I'm basically like a shareholder at this point. So like, keep it coming, mm -hmm. please. And I will keep giving you the cash. So um, EA... I'm a sucker for you. I've been a sucker for you for about 2000 <laughs> since 2005, 2004. Mm -hmm. um, like I still buy your games. So I'm going to bitch a lot, but you know, don't hate me too much. So, um, <laughs> all right. Uh, on that note, Waba, um, I would love to kind of put a plug on your socials as well as the three dads. So I'll hand it over to you. That's, I appreciate you it. Uh, so if, if you want to hang out with me, I stream uh, live on Twitch, mostly NHL, occasionally some other things, twitch.tv slash Waba Plays. Uh, and I also am part of a podcast slash, like, you know, we do YouTube as well, uh, game reviews, previews, you know, opinions, all those things on gaming from a parent's perspective at Three Dads and a Console. Um, you can find us at youtube.com slash Three Dads and a Console. We're on Spotify, iTunes, all that good stuff as well. You know, not just, hey, you should play this game. Here's what we rate it. We don't do that. You say, like, yeah, we like these games. Sometimes we'll talk hockey because we're all Bruins guys. And then also, too, like, would you play it with your kids? Would you play it with your kids in the room? Like, it's perfect for, you know, we don't see a lot of that. So if you got kids, you know, come say hi. We'll, uh, we'll tell you what games they should play. And if you disagree with us, then I don't know. We're not your, we're not, we're not your <laughs> well, dad. No. Yeah, yeah. We have two additional dads with consoles here. So yeah. we'll certainly tune in. And I know a lot of our... Uh, our listeners really enjoy our talk about, you know, being dads and being hockey players and how our families tie into our hockey and everything. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I can't say enough good things about the three dads podcast. Um, friend of the pod Pezzi is, uh, is also a member of that. Um, court is uh court Lalonde is a, the third member of that pod. He's also a Bruins fan and fun fact, his dad, Bobby Lalonde, I believe, Bobby um, L. Bobby L was a Bruin. So, yep. um, yeah, yeah, definitely check out three dads. Um, great bunch of people, great content. And if you're looking for good game recommendations or feedback for family friendly, friendly games for your kiddos, um, those guys have it for you. So definitely check it out. I appreciate that. Yeah. I and mean, we review adult games too. Don't worry, but you know, <laughs> it, it's, it's nice to be able to share 
these experience with our kids and build the next generation of gamers because you know that's what's fun sharing our hobbies with them so our kids can be bruins fans bruins sweater wearing gaming nerds yeah absolutely love it love it (laughs) all right waba thank you so much for joining me thanks birds for jumping on the interview and we'll uh we're gonna bring you to the rest of the episode now all right and we're back so thanks very much again to our friend waba please for joining us today um it was really cool to get his perspective on the EA experience, the NHL 24 product, and where it's going in the future and where it's at right now. Um, I really enjoy NHL 24. I'm getting more and more into it. I may even like sign up for some competitive leagues if I keep going at this rate. But, uh, but yeah, it's um, really exciting to continue to have these fantastic guests on the Talk Puck talk about everything pop culture, gaming. Um, if you're ever interested in becoming a guest on the two pad stack podcast and just shooting the shit with us, um, don't ever hesitate to shoot the uh, pod account on Twitter, a direct message or a reply or even ACE or Burge. Um, feel free to reach out to us directly. We'd be happy to chat about maybe having you on, but, um, but yeah, so we're going to actually wrap this one up early. Um, I'd like to thank once again, Waba for joining. Thank Burge for participating in the interview and uh, thank our friends at primetime productions and uh, also at SeatGeek. So um, we'll go ahead and see y'all next week. And until then, peace.